squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. What's up, y'all? Phenomenal Epics, P Squared. We're back again, here, back again. Wonderful, wonderful episode we just finished having with um, Richie. And we're coming back with you. Yeah, Richie Santiago gave us his mafia, his mafia kind of passion and his and his uh, enthusiastic enthusiasm for the topic. But I wanna I wanna bring in, you know, the starter show. Silvio, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? It's doing. It's doing what it's doing. Just yeah. uh, hanging out at home. Doing so, a, doing a good life. There was a couple things. There was a couple things I wanted to ask you. Since 2020 is a catastrophic, catastrophic event, historic, has there been any kind of, can you remember any catastrophic events that were tied in or led with a positive adventure or like a epic adventure, amazing performance type. I'll give you an example. Like we may be watching in the sports world, the next great athlete in Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes goes off and, um, uh, you know, has a great season, plays a great Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, COVID just stops the world, right? Uh, in 89, there was the the uh, Oakland A's versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, no, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, San Francisco Giants. What am I saying? And there was an, like, an earthquake in the World Series. And in that time... You know, what was the epic event? What the great event was, uh, the Dodgers winning the World Series, uh, those kind of things. Uh, the Chicago Bears won their Super Bowl in 1985 in January of 1986, that 85 season. The next day or the day before their um, parade at uh, in Chicago, the Challenger explodes on takeoff. So those kind of like epic amazing events and they're kind of like leading to 
a catastrophic event. Can you remember any? You know, where do, where do we go with that one? Uh, for, for me, I probably have to say, is it along the lines of the, as the, the bears? Is that, in, is that in the same line of thought? The 85 bears? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the 85 bears have what is some call the greatest season by a football team in NFL history. The most dominant performance in a season. Win the Super Bowl. It's an epic feat. And then there's a catastrophic event. The Challenger spaceship blows up on launch. Uh, another one that I can think of is uh, JFK. JFK goes off and is arguably becoming one of the better presidents since Eisenhower. And he's doing a lot of innovative and new things. And then that's, you know, that's pretty much ended with the assassination and what what event that led to. You know what I'm saying? Sure. The same thing in, in, in the 1919, where you got the 1919 flu, the 1919, I mean, didn't the that blimp caught on fire? I forget what that blimp was called. And then you have the 1919 fix of the World Series. And then you have the catastrophic, you know, uh, I, I can't remember. Oh, no, you got Babe Ruth, who was... Um, a pioneer in the game of baseball. You had the lady, the lady pilot. What's her name? Um, the first, the first woman pilot. She did an amazing feat. There's also the Tesla was around that time. You know, some some great inventions were around that time. Uh, you know, those kind of like great feats were also sandwiched in with these epic just mega catastrophic events and i wonder and what my thing is my thought is is when there's an epic feat when there's an epic accomplishment there seems to be a just an epic catastrophic event to to bring us people to keep us humble Okay. You know, so like I wonder if that's the oh Amelia Earhart is her name. Okay. She was in nineteen thirty seven. She was in nineteen thirty seven. But she mysteriously disappeared. But you know, those are the kind of things that like it gets me thinking because you know, this thing this thing came out of nowhere. This thing came out of nowhere. And what we have here, like I'll be honest with you, bro, like I don't think we're ever going to come back from it. Or, I know I am. I'm, I'm going to be fine. But just the normalcy. You know, we're not going to have concerts as we know it. I know a concert this week is a drive through concert. You're driving in or driving. You have the stage. You got the cars. And you can only, like, get out of the car and just dance right in front of your car on the side of your car or something. Concept is nice. But it just doesn't sound fun. Julian jumping prayers, sure. bro. Your old stomping grounds. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, you know, new, it's uh, new, new Mike. You don't have much to say, huh? 
No, it's, it's you know, you're on a roll there because it, it's, so, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, if your point is something that I'm, that I'm following along with, how do we, how do we see these, these big catastrophic moments and how do they correlate with what's going on and, and how do they, you know, so for instance, the most uh, epic moment that we're living through right now is COVID, but you know, before COVID, there were other uh, catastrophes, as you're pointing out, you know, you can talk about Katrina, uh, you can talk about other natural uh, occurrences. There was uh, the World Series that was going on, and I want to say uh, somewhere in the 80s, I can't remember exactly right off the top of my head right now, but it's out in San Francisco, and the game's called because there's a massive earthquake, and that earthquake devastates that area, and so the game is actually postponed, but it still goes on, and you know the amount of death that came out of that is is just one of those moments where you have to, for me, when you're you know putting that together like that, there is just this amazing thought process. You know, you and I have talked about how human beings may not have been able to survive, whether it was the Great Depression, the Spanish flu, the current the current mindset that we have. And the reality for me has always been, as I said before, most human beings will survive. You know, wherever we go in history, uh, the idea that we've been able to either dominate the species or in some way influence the the path that has happened here on this planet. Uh, uh, that's why I just have faith one way or the other that as a species, we're going to survive. Yeah. You know, a, a, a cataclysmic, you know, you're talk, I'm talking like uh, asteroid level kills off each and every one of us believes, you know, some form of life here. Um, you know, it, it, life will go on. And so it's, uh, it's one of those things where it, it, it would be, you know, in many ways, phenomenal to bring on and find hopefully someone out there who's who's into the science of it all, scientists who has to research the the whole history of, of the human race. And and you know, my wife and I were actually talking about that, where uh, I saw something recently and how it kind of ties into what we're t- talking about. Uh, President, former President Obama, put out a, a post, if you will, that he said, "Hey, call me. Let's talk about what's going on." And so, or text me, right? And and it's just an interesting way to say there are people in high-level positions who have to see the big picture and all that goes on for us here in the United States. And that's what's tough, is that we're only looking at things at a micro level, things that are important to us because it's what's in our our radar, it's what's in our field of vision. Um, And so... We're, we're all going to have a different perspective. The other day we, we got a podcast going where we were talking about these are my facts <laughs> versus your facts. Right? Oh, Somebody man. coming at you saying, oh, uh, well, you know, those are your facts. And the reality is that it's just how we, well, my reality is, is how people interpret those facts. Yeah. It doesn't mean that your interpretation of them is wrong. It just means that you're looking at the facts uh, one way and I'm going to look at it, you know, the, the body of that evidence another way. Um, but you do have to base it on facts. Now, science is, is probably closer to that reality. Math is closer to that, to that reality. That's why people like stats so much. They're like, okay, well, then let's use stats. That's pretty foolproof. But remember, science but science end, is not science is not to prove it right. Science is to prove it that it's not wrong or that it's 
it's it's it, it that it's not definite. So when you have science, that's why they got the peer reviews. That's why when they put stuff in their journal, they want to make sure that in the community, in the science community, yeah, yeah, we can run with this. But these are still theories. And we still have to make sure we keep on advancing that theory. Because it's not solid concrete what it is. It's, you know, even concrete, like buckles and bends and breaks and snaps. So in science, we're more like, we got to be careful because even though a scientific, that's why a scientific fact is not really a fact. It's just right now, we can't prove that theory wrong. So we're going to go with that and that works for us in the science world. But uh, um, the facts of... Along those, yeah, go ahead. Well, along those same lines, as I was just going to interrupt you to say, uh, to support what you're saying, uh, religion has been around that same argument forever. You know, science has gone out of its way to say, okay, well, let's find what the what the theory is, let's find what the evidence is, and let's put it to the test. And so, you know, there is a lot to say about your point, which is this is as far as we can prove something right now, and uh, we can't prove or disprove it. It doesn't mean it's real or not real. You know, right. UFOs have been kicked on the same, you know, theory backwards and forwards. Sure, uh, sure. People have uh, plenty of discussions whether the Earth is is flat or round even now and that part to me <laughs> uh that's laughable only because you know i just don't understand how you don't see new york as being round but okay uh you know that's just the same argument that can be made about how god is real or not real like we, so, what, what we do here is what we do here is, um i kind of got onto this youtube channel um from carl the youtube of um it's 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 ways ago. Uh, it was I mean it's nine years ago, ten years ago, and his name is uh, Carl Segan. And I just stumbled across it, and he he mentioned something like he mentioned something where they said, um, "I we have an idea. I can I I can I I can understand it, but I can't imagine it." You know, I can understand what the fourth dimension would be like, but I can't com I can't explain it to you because we've never seen it. So we can imagine we can we can understand that it could be something in this realm of 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 a possibility, but we've never seen it and I've never practiced it. So I can't tell you. And and that's what I do with sports in sports in sports. I know that those athletes are high level athletes i've played i've played against them i played with them and i've seen it and heard it and felt it and i know how good and great they are and then when they're in the big leagues in the highest level of competition i know what they're capable of but what i'm talking about is what my eyes have seen these guys do in the past against lesser competition yes but what is expected from them what to do next and it's the same as as a youtuber as a podcaster as a business owner these things are more of like we're in practice or we're trying to get there and small business owners and you know small podcasters or whatever but we are not there 
we're, 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 we, we have an understanding or we can imagine it, but we, we just don't understand it because we haven't practiced or lived it. And, and that's where Carl Sagan was saying, and I'll get the exact quote uh, later on, but he, he, he goes off with this science thing. And yeah, the Bible is interesting um, because of a real God and, and what a God is or whatever. But that's where it comes out to. We are, well, not we, well, we as people are listening to priests, um, deacons, um, temple, you know, whatever you want to call them, right? We're listening to those people tell us that they have direct contact to what would be a God. And they're telling us what we should do in life because they're getting the image or the information and all that. And that's where there's a thin line between snake oil salesman and deacon, the, you know, con artist and Catholic priest, because if you can see them, how can you see them? And I can't see them or he can't see them or she can't see them. How can that happen? What goes down? Because, you know, you can get what what they're getting is a history lesson. When they go into theology and they go study religion, they're getting a history lesson. So uh, I'm I'm kind of like in the realm of like this. If if it is science, we don't know what death is like because nobody that has died has come back to tell us what it's like. So so we don't know that. Now, is there some kind of other energy that occurs afterwards and it goes into a realm of something that we can't explain? Maybe, maybe. But uh, um, it, it's just like when, when we're talking about facts, we have to understand that what a fact is, is that color is blue and that's a fact. It's not. And yes, the precip the precipitation or the uh, the uh, what did you call it? The uh, perception of it. You can have a different perception of that blue color, and I can have a different perception of that blue color. But the fact it's still blue, and and that that's where it gets lost. That's where it gets lost. When I bring it, when I bring up this topic of catastrophic events tied into like great epic feats. What, what I'm thinking is, this is just the world, the nature, this is just time. And I'm not talking about time like on a clock. I'm talking about time keeping people, keeping the human race humble. We had arguably one of the greatest, greatest uniters as a president in Barack Obama. He wasn't perfect. But he united the country. He was about the United States. And we're thinking, yeah, man, we could be, we can work together to accomplish a lot of things. We can do a lot. We're doing so well heading towards climate change and being uh, an impact in the climate. But then here we have the ultimate divider in Donald Trump. We have a epic, phenomenal president in uniting the country and being one and then we have a devastating catastrophic divider in donald trump
We have amazing feet of technology. Amazing feet of technology. And then we have lackluster execution in, in, in medical science. You know, we, 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 have, we have this, we're going up, we're getting on our high horse, we're making all this money, capitalism is great, and then we come right back down where a billionaire wants to make another $90 million, so he's got to fire 250,000 employees. You know what I'm saying? So those kind of events, those kind of things are kind of like getting me, like my head scratching. Because uh, one saying, one thing that I always taught my kids in baseball was you're never as good as you think you are and you're never as bad as they think you are. The other thing is even keel. When you hit a home run, yeah, get home, be you know, stop, step on the plate, high five your teammates and be pumped up about it. But that's over. It's done. Now it's time to play defense. Now it's time to be even keel. Even kill, never get too high, never get too low, because at the end, you want to win a championship. And, and, and I think that's what happens with these catastrophic events correlating with these epic feats. I got to set my mic down there a little. I'm okay. You there? Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. Did you lower your mic again? No, we gotta flag this. You're yeah, I'm flagging it? right now, I'm flagging. Put it on pause or something, I don't know what's going on. Don't do anything yet. No? Here, 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 here. Is this better? Is this better? Is this louder? That's good. Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Now I can't yes, hear you. I am hooked up. Now you hooked up. I'm hooked up to this mic then. I couldn't tell where my uh, my audio is getting picked up from. Uh, that's the beauty of not testing the equipment before we start using it. But uh, all right then, <laughs> count us back in. So what what I was telling you was that you know that that's why I think you heard the part where I was saying being even keel, right? Being a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying for you. In this in this day and age, how much of that? Uh, not just that what, what you mean right now in terms of the even keel. What what is the current uh, issue? COVID being the current issue, right? But the current current uh, pandemic, right? Catastrophic. Right. How does that impact you in the sense of, you know, the other day we were talking about something we saw about masks, and the other day we were talking about social distancing, and, and you know sometimes we go into stupid shit stuff. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it impacts each and every one of us. So different, uh, clearly. But in terms of for you and how it all ties in, is this is this all this political ish? You know, all this stuff tied together. Does it is it impacting you? Do you think, or, or, or you kind of stand even keel? I, I'm I'm staying even keel. The the thing that impacts me, bro, is life. Is life. Now, uh, I you know I, I'll be I'll be I'll be straightforward. In since 18 years old, so we're gonna go 20 years, 22 years, 22 years, bro. I've had two, four, I've had four 
full-time jobs. I've had four part-time jobs, two degrees, and a load of certifications, a, a long list of certifications. But bro, I haven't been steady at anything regarding any kind of career or job. And I still yet have bought three houses. I've been able to live on my own for about 15 years, was able to play the stock market at a high level, lost money in, in gambling, lost money in the stock market, um, have bought a ton of cars. The point is, is I've never felt that money was an object. I can barter, which I've been doing in this pandemic. I have had, since 1992, I've had 40,000, eh, about 30,000, little less than 30,000 pieces of memorabilia, bro, and sports cards and all that. 30,000 pieces. And I've since traded, bought, traded, bought, sold my way to be able to live a good lifestyle in Chicago, Illinois. So I've been able to do things without being concerned with money. And I've been and I've been fortunate. And I, and I often say that I'm the luckiest man on this on the face of this earth. My mom and my dad have done a lot for me and they've paved the way. Uh, they've paid for a lot of stuff, my schooling. They've got me credit. I've broken that credit. I built it back up. I've broken it again. Student loans and stuff like that. They've helped me in so many ways. But the point is that I've never felt like money was an, uh, was an object. But here, this COVID thing, I'm not going to get my life back. I'm not going to get my fun back, which is, I don't know when's the next time I'll be able to go to a concert. I've only been to about 10 concerts in 20 years. But now I kind of want to see them. I, I've always loved live music. You know, we had Richie on the last episode. He plays in a live salsa band, Spanish, Spanish music. No way. And I would no. go watch him often. And I love that. I love dancing. I would love that. But it ain't going to be the same no more. I love, I, I, I enjoy going out to bars. It's not the same. You and I, we were just at a bar last week. It felt like, right. it felt like we were in, it felt like we were in church. We're sitting in a corner, you know, enjoying the games, but there was nobody around us. There's no interacting. As much as herd mentality messes with me and I don't like it, I enjoy people. I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy having fun with people. I do that well. But this pandemic thing, and I think the information tied in with the pandemic has ruined that for the foreseeable future let me give you a, let me give you an off-the-wall example that might even fall on under the uh, uh maybe jumping the gun here but i'm, I'm going to insert my own just stupid shit moment ready yeah the camera's on camera's ready? On, ready are you listening camera's on ready so my favorite thing about this uh covid is the discussion about how social distancing is important washing your hands hand sanitizer 
these to me, these are well, common sense things. The idea that you shouldn't necessarily stand close to people, sneeze near people, you know, uh, if you're going to wash your hands, it's, it's the polite thing to do. Yeah. You're going to be shaking hands with people. Hopefully, you know, you took the courtesy to understand that you should have clean hands. Um, and so these were just kind of common sense things to me, right? Right. So where the stupid shit comes into play, today <laughs> I had to go to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on one and second. Hold on one second. I got to put something because my ass is hurting sitting on this stool. But uh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Donut. Hit the flag button. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. The stupid shit is you went to the grocery store. So it's got to be filed under stupid shit. Yeah. Because COVID is hot, right? Big hot topic. Hot topic. And, you know, everybody somewhere along the lines has got to have heard about it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm at the store and I'm, I'm going through the checkout. And for whatever reason, there's this lady who is about two feet away from me. And just seems that, you know, I move two feet, she moves two feet. She kept getting close to me. And for me, the stupid shit was I kind of turned and looked at her like, you know, not I didn't try to give her a total crazy look like, you know, and I wasn't going to swear at her. Uh, but I had my mask on and I'm looking at her going, OK, so I move. She moves again. So now we're at the we're going through the checkout. Mm -hmm. This lady had her cart like four feet away from us. She moves from the cart, walks through the, the little checkout area where there's very little room, and then stands next to me again, right behind me. And so to me, where it feels, you know, fits in the stupid shit, it doesn't have to be COVID for you to respect personal space. Yeah, exactly. Why are you two feet off my hip at a grocery store? We don't know each other. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm, turn, I'm turning around looking at you like, are you, what, what are you, what's going on? And she just sat there. You know, like, like emotional, just looking, you know, looking around like everything's fine. Was she a little then, like, was she a little, I mean, did, was she a little off, you know, like mentally? Like she looked, looked mentally I, off or something? I, you know, I mean, I, I would hate to be judgmental. Unfortunately, it was also, uh, she she saw her neighbor or a friend or whatever it was. Somebody else was walking down the grocery store and they stopped and had a conversation next to me. I'm turning around looking at these people like, uh oh, I'm about to say something. And, uh, <laughs> You know, it just it, it didn't didn't register to me why anybody forget COVID for a second. Why, if you don't know somebody, you're going to stand at least two feet away from them. So to me, it's stupid shit to not res not be respectful. One hundred percent. So one hundred percent. You know, where where you you know kind of how all this ties together is that when we look at the the catastrophic instances in the world, uh, you know, how do they start? Where do they go? And how did this pandemic become uh, what it is today, along with other pandemics that, that have been around, in, uh, whether it's in our lifetime or in history? You have to ask yourself, do we ever learn? And so you, 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 know, you, you point out, uh, I want to go back to something that's normal. Well, eventually, uh, COVID will feel normal. Eventually, the flu felt normal. Eventually, we started realizing that people didn't have to die from chicken box or cheap, you know, all these other things. So we'll find a new level of uh, normal. I'm not a big fan of calling it the new norms or the new normal. 
Uh, because the reality is eventually we'll forget. That's just how we do. We'll forget that uh, Obama wasn't perfect. Uh, some people say, you know, pros and cons against him. I, I, I sit as close to the idea that he was among, in my lifetime, one of the better presidents. Did he find a lot of problems? Did he try to fix a lot of problems? Did he cause a lot of problems? That just that goes without argument. He, there's nobody who I've ever thought of as perfect president. Uh, but that doesn't mean I am pro party one way or the other. What I will say is that in this day and age, we do see, in my, at least in my experience, in my eyes, I see a president who doesn't know what he's doing, who rather think of his, his own success and those around him that are important to him, whether that's financial interest or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the man and I don't hang out with him. He doesn't call me. Uh, but the idea that he is less concerned with America and what goes on is what I see. That doesn't mean that he's not somewhere locked in a room crying about how he, you know, envisions America being so great and that unfortunately other people aren't helping him, if that's his argument. Uh, but I, you know, to your point, I just, I see him dividing the country and he's got a, uh, a platform. Like, like you're saying, I, I wish one day that you and I are going to sit on this platform and we've got millions of followers millions of people who tune in, we can maybe even go live, you know, all those kinds of things. I envision it that way because the people have an opinion and we have an opinion. And in that, there should be room for discussion. It doesn't mean, it kind of goes back to your other, your, your other point. We're just discussing theories. We're discussing opinions. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's still some factual information out there. You know, I, I'll give you a counterpoint. When you look at blue, that's just what your brain is able to do. Because it hits your retinas, it does this, it goes here, it goes there, and your, your, your mind then creates an image for you. You've known it to be blue because we agreed to call it blue. Well, how do we come up with the color of the name, right? The name of the color. How do we go, okay, well, we're going to start calling mm -hmm. that blue. Mm -hmm. So we've designed it that way. Now, complicate the issue with people who are colorblind, slightly colorblind. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to see colors, and they're going to argue with you that, well, those are your facts. I don't see that as blue because I can't see colors. So that just looks like this to me. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much that I believe in an argument. I believe that at some point we have to take the time. We should. It's imperative that we look at each other and say, listen, I appreciate what you're saying. It doesn't hold any value to me. Or here are some things that do hold value. Or here's the, you know, I agree with you. Thank goodness that you, you have the same mindset. But we need to start talking to each other on a civilized platform to just say, look, I believe this for this reason. I can articulate it. Uh, I'm not going to beat you up about your opinion. As long as you show me the same respect, it's copacetic. We're good to go. We can walk away from each other saying, you know what? I agree that he has a good point, and I hope he can agree that I have a good point. Whether we ever want to uh, value that on our own, that, that's, that, you know, that's, that's where I, I, I go, why are we politicizing it? Why are we dividing each other even further along these lines that, Nobody really cares about it. At the end of the day, uh, you know, Richie was talking about it. Uh, our, our guests that we had, uh, you can see throughout history that World War One, World War Two, all sort of cataclysmic events happen. And before you know it, most recently in our lifetime, 9-11. Right. How many people didn't you know in your neighborhood or driving down the street had an American flag, you know, flying it all over? Right, right. Oh, I'm American. I'm, I'm American. Mm -hmm. And... Whether people were trying to, you know, profiteer or, or do things with malicious intent, 
price gouging and all these other things that go on. At the end of the day, people are justified in their minds to do it. Yeah. Right now, I've been talking to some people who are like, hey, you know, the industry I'm in, uh, it's booming. And I've got to charge the going rate because that's what makes sense right now. Tomorrow, the, you know, the whole thing can change and I'm back to, to, you know, being out of work practically. So there are so many things that I believe the human psyche has to wrap it itself around that we don't, we don't want to take that time. And to top it all off, at the, end, at the end of it, for me, a lot of it's complicated. It's not stressful alone in that sense. I mean, we can call it stress. It's not just stress. It's a matter of saying, you know, tying to your story. What you did in your mind was, as you described it, and from the way I heard you saying it, you fought your way through ups and downs. And you thought you were doing what was in the best interest for who? Who did you, at the end of the day, who did you think of? Myself. There you go. And, and that was the thing, but that, that's one of the reasons, that's also one of the reasons why I don't have children. And let I don't me say want children. Way. Sure, but let me say it this way. It's not a bad thing, because even if you never had children, at the, at the, at the, at the, at, from someone who doesn't have children, you do have to be selfish enough to say, how do I survive? Because I'm taking care of this group. That's, that's survival. You know, in, in, have you ever, have, uh, when's the last time you've been on, on an airplane? And you remember how they tell you, you know, when the mask drops, mm-hmm. or should we have a drop in, in cabin pressure? Please make sure you put your mask on first. Yep. The yep. reason they do that is because you've got to take care of you. If not, you're going to be useless to try to help next, you know, the person next exactly. to you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and so my we, aunt, you have a mindset. Yeah. My aunt said this best, bro. My aunt said this best. We were talking about what was my aunt-in-law, but I call her my aunt. I call my wife's family my family. So my aunt said this. She said that regarding COVID, and, and she's got some pre-existing conditions, and but she still goes out to family events. She still goes to the grocery store. She does all the things that she needs to do. She still does all those things. And she told me that she wouldn't want her kids or her grandkids to come down with the virus and then die. That's what she said. And I told her that, wait, but you have to take care of yourself first. And she would say, I don't care if I got it. Well, if you did get it, then you would have to take care of yourself and understand that you would be the one that's more vulnerable, according to what the professionals and the experts are saying. Because you have pre-existing conditions, you uh, older, and you know you'll need a lot more attention. So, if your grandkids who are three and four and two and one get it, who cares? They'll be fine. Now they can't get the flu. If they got the flu, then you gotta be, you gotta be watching it. And then she would say, yeah, you know. And I would tell her, you have to take care of number one. Now, I've transitioned recently myself to finding a way to make sure that I can still have a quality of life in my 50s and 60s while I take care of my parents because I know that's going to be on me and I'm fine with it I don't uh, that's what I want I want to be able to retire my parents and they can just go off into the sunset and not have to worry about a thing and I take care of all the stuff and then my sister who has two kids of her own. She doesn't have to worry about our parents because I got it all under control. So that's what I'm striving for now. That's what I'm working for now. And you then I got... That. 
Huh? Hold up. Hold up. Let me hang on to that thought for a second for this reason. Here's why I think that the, the average Joe, but the average person can be selfish in that mindset that you just shared. We have to understand that nothing's guaranteed. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And I'm not saying that you don't have that in mind. But what I mean is that when we when when you live day to day, very few people walk around thinking, well, this is my last day on Earth. You know, I, I we always think, well, I've got tomorrow. And for those of us who practice uh, the fine art of procrastination, we understand <laughs> that why do today what you can put off until tomorrow? Mm. And you start thinking, well, all right, I, I did enough today. Let me finish this up tomorrow. And that's what I'm driving at, isn't that? It's not that you're not thinking or that other people aren't thinking about what can I do to improve society? How can I be a helpful person? How can I just be a good member of society? It's the idea that you would think even the most basic criminal, as, as most people just demonize them, uh, are just thought, thoughtless uh, animals. And, you know, you don't get to that level until you're at a psychopath level. Uh, but that's for another show. The idea is that the average human being is just trying to survive. It's about self-preservation. And so what you're describing is a wonderful thing, you know, phenomenal by all accounts. But you also have to keep in mind that we don't know what tomorrow brings. And so tomorrow, um, is, it's a focus. And so, you know, I hope that makes sense to you in the sense of what you're saying and how it ties together. Yeah. Uh, because this, this is what I'm hearing from you is that in the, in the mind space you're in today, there is this grand scheme of things. Like, what does it all mean? And even if we don't phrase it that way at times, it does come down to that. At the end of the day, if you're, if, as you take you know, stock of the inventory, you're going, okay. What do I do? What do I got to do? You know, you start running around. You said a couple times, well, I don't plan on having kids because, you know, I've got I've got this agenda. But tomorrow might change and you'll go, man, why didn't I have kids? Why didn't I have, why didn't I have kids sooner? Or you may just go with the complete opposite direction of, well, thank God I never had kids. Yeah. So, you know, not that I hear you beating yourself up about that in any way, shape or form. But for anybody listening who's ever hit that crossroad where they've said, have I done enough? The reality for me is that the average human being should ask, have I done enough to be a good person in society today? Right. That's it. Nothing more. You, you can't expect to do anything more than that. Can you? Sure. Are there people out there who are phenomenal at it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do I strive to try to do that myself? Yes. And so I like what you're saying. I mean, you know, and so I, I, I interrupted enough, but no, that's I hope good. that, that, that no, fits that's the cool. same it's cool. mindset. What, what, what the, the thing that I feel is, and it stems all the way to the beginning of this conversation. It's COVID has changed society around me. It hasn't changed me. I still don't understand why we can't have fans in football games. Why Why is John Gruden head coach of the Raiders and Sean Payton head coach of the Northern Saints getting fined for wearing their mask around their chin? When the NFL did all testing for all 32 teams and they had zero positives, coaches, personnel, players, and they have to wear a mask still. I got and, a thought. I got a thought for that. But Go ahead, finish why it. get fined? Why get fined when they're not positive? Nobody around them is positive. What it is, it's public relations. What it is, is I heard on the sports radio, well, 15 million people watch that game and 
that's 15 million eyes that you can show that if you wear a mask, you would influence them to wear a mask. And I'm thinking, that is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> let me let me tell you why I don't think it's a crock. Ready? Camera's my on. point of view, my point of view for you is this. We have a platform. You and I talked one day, and this podcast came to be. I told you, and I'll say it over and over again, who really cares about our opinion? We care. We'll get into a good conversation. I'll care about your opinion, and we'll go back and forth about why I think what you said is right, wrong, foolish, whatever words I put on it. But we have a platform. We have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to reach people. That's a, that's a phenomenal epic right there in and of itself. It's an adventure to go on to hope that someone else is going to sit there, hit play, and then stay tuned through the whole thing and say, wow, I'm glad I spent time with those two. Now, imagine this is why I've heard others complain about it. Movie stars, sports stars, whatever. People who they somehow say, hey, why, why, why are you even putting your opinion out there? I tuned in to watch a game. I don't want to hear any political jazz. Okay. I got some of that. I understand where that's coming from, but they have a platform and they have every right, just like I do, to have an opinion and they have every right to make it known. Here's where you and I also got into a real good conversation about the same type of the, the topic in general. Why should they wear a mask? The United States president, the United States president has an opportunity to say, I, well, whoever he is, by the way, whoever she could be, hopefully one day. Whoever that person is, has the opportunity to say, I have a personal opinion about this thing that we're talking about, but I'm going to reserve that opinion and keep it personal to those who, who I can share it with. I hope they understand to keep it private. My public responsibility is this and put that out there. And you could even say to some extent, I may not know enough to validate what I'm about to tell you. But I know that the people who I've put in charge of getting me this information are top notch. Yes. And so the NFL I like that. or any sports venue has an extreme responsibility to reach their audience. No. And if. No, I disagree. Well, okay, but I, I, I hear you. And I hope you do. I hope you do. Because I, I look at it this way. I pay money to watch TV, essentially even if I don't think of it that way, right? I don't put right. a credit card up to my TV and go, oh, I'm, I'm being charged. We pay good money to, to watch some type of venue. And we think, okay, but look at, look at what's happening. It's called marketing. That's your field. There right. are people who bombard you with uh, Bud Ads, Light, with Goya, yeah. with all sorts of hits. And you're sitting back going, okay, I'm just enjoying the game. That's not really exactly what's going on. You know, for a long time, so I don't know if you messaging. remember. Sure. Yeah, I was just about to go there. Subliminal I mean, messaging. back in the day. Yeah, but back bro, in the day, but bro, we're going. If we're, we're going, like, oh, subliminal messages are, yeah. are in these commercials. We're watching. We're watching football. We're watching John Gruden, and we're watching. Find Sean him three Payton. times. Find him fifteen times. We're, we're we're over here watching football, and when they get on camera, and which by the way, I don't know why they're on camera. Because we're watching football, do we want to get a reaction from them? Like John Gruden's face when he looks like Chucky. But no, I don't understand why they put the camera on him or on any coaches because it's not football. And and no, but that's we're the, watching but it's the, the human game. what you're what you're looking at is the human element. No, See, this is not, where, where it's it gets fascinating. Element. It's not the human well, it's, it's not, not for you. It's not for you, but, but the, the average fan 
It's overall. Well, I, I get you, but the but the average fan is trying to you know live vicariously through that coach, through that athlete, and 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 even if it's not in the mindset of every average human being who watches sports. Some some people have argued, I don't ever want to be an athlete, that kind of thing. I watch it because it's entertainment. Sure. And I'm here to sure. watch entertainment. Yeah. It's entertaining to those people to see the coach cringing. It's entertaining to see the two people fighting. It's entertaining to see the ball move back and well, there's, forth. There's a, a lot yeah. of those same people would say, just shut up and dribble. Shut there up and go. play football. And they're exactly. not looking at them. They're not looking at the TV while football is on. To be influenced by what they do. Now, look, you, the subliminal. But they're being influenced. They're I mean, what about Nike? No, about they're, they're, they're not being influenced. They're not being I mean, influenced. Why, why do people buy jerseys? They're not being. Why do they're, people they're buy? Why do they're people buy? The they're fans of the team. Sure, but why? Not, they're not. They're not being. See, the subliminal messaging. The subliminal messaging they is happening. The subliminal messaging is happening, regardless, right? What gets me to buy things when 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 I'm watching an ad. It's production. Wheat thins. I don't eat wheat thins, but I know about wheat thins because they got one of my favorite commercials. When the guy's got night goggles and he wants to figure out who's stealing his his barbecue his buffalo sauce wheat thins, and then his wife says, "Wait, who do you think it is?" He goes, "Oh, I don't know. Could be Ted for next door, uh, Bigfoot. I don't know." And then she turns on the light. She goes, "What's all that noise?" And he's like, "It's a Yeti." That is perfect marketing. But it doesn't get me to buy wheat thins. It's just perfect marketing. But see, when I buy something, when I know, Charles Barkley said it best, bro. We're not role models. If you make them your role model, you have a personal problem. And if but you're, you're going, you're, you're going down the, hold no, on. No, we're talking about the rabbit hole. We're talking about the mess. We're talking about this. But there's a different thing. rabbit hole. No, no, it's not. These it's aren't not. role models. It's this is not a role model conversation. No, but it's not. But it, it is because you want sure. them to be the you want them to be the model mask wearer. So then, sure. at fifteen million people are influenced to wear the mask, and it's like I, no I take man. Your point. I really do. It doesn't work that way. I really do. It doesn't work that way. What happens is what happens is we're watching football. Now they got fined a hundred thousand dollars each. Now policy is set where John Gruden. And his team signed and agreed to that policy that NFL set and said, you guys got to wear the mask. Okay, now that's a different discussion. You guys signed that. You have to follow rules. Those are called rules. Sure, fine them. But to tell me that, oh, no, no, there's 15 million people watching. There's, you know, about 10,000 kids out of that 15 million. You know, you got to influence these kids. No, that, no, that was no, one, that was one sportscaster. Maybe many, maybe maybe many sportscasters are, are running with that. Uh, I don't. I didn't tune enough into any sports shows today. But I would say this: I would I would look at the argument based on what any based on the president, based on the governors, based on all the things that can possibly be uh, on the media that I'm that I'm, you know, tuning into. The reality for me is if I go out there. On the, on the, just again, I went to the store today. There was a lady walked up, no mask, looking around like she had no, no worries in the world. She didn't make eye contact with me, but I looked over her like, wait, is she not wearing a mask? The sign says no mask, no service, essentially. Required mask. There should be a, an understanding that until we get this pandemic under control, let's just have the courtesy to wear even a gator. I mean, a gator essentially is putting a T-shirt over your nose and your mouth. And, and it's proven that it's not going to do enough. 
but it's a step. It's a process. And if a coach, whether he believes that he's being, you know, an instrument or a role model or a puppet or anything of that nature, and he has some kind of defiance about it, well, it's to your point. It was it was a policy set. And yeah, so that's a different I, I conversation. Yeah. Well, well, but it, it's almost the same in the sense of our freedoms. There are people who want to argue that I have the right to choose. That might be true for you. When you are in your own home, if you choose to do whatever you want in your own home, there should be a limit of, of some understanding that, okay, just about anything goes. However, even that has limits. Yeah. And, you know, so to, to, so to come across and tell me that when I'm in public, I have the right to infringe upon your rights, that to me is an insult. That's like me saying, okay, well, look, man, I don't believe in this, in this red light, green light system. If I got somewhere to be and the light is red, I'm going to find a way to get through that red light because I got somewhere to be. And there should be no consequence, sure. especially if I made it through safely. Well, that's the key, though. I mean, what you does it matter? Didn't, I, didn't, in fact, I didn't impact anybody. No, the key and, is and there, that's though, the, the consequence. Again, that's why it ties in. What you said there, the consequence. Yeah, everybody has rights, bro. But the reason why we're a civilized country is because there's a consequence to your action. And that's the key right there. That's the key that's the key thing. Well, there should be. And that's why that's why I'm in favor of the fines. That's why I understand the platform. Uh, can, you know, and, and I'll even go this far. The platform can be abused. Okay, I get it. But look at all the regulations that are on all these teams, all these players. Yeah, how but many, again, how many times haven't we heard that in baseball, if you wear the wrong cleats, if your cleats have something on it, you're going to get fined in football. Yeah, but they since changed that. They since changed that because it sure. was stupid. But right. The, the well, thing I is, mean, that you could file that under just stupid shit. Right? Yeah. But the thing is, too, when you mentioned your stupid shit about that lady in the grocery store up up your ass. But that the, it's I, I like I don't under like I told you from the beginning. You're telling me medical advice is wash your hands and wash your ass and wear a mask? It's not medical advice. That's directives. And you should be doing it, dude, naturally. I I don't know who likes when people talk and their spit lands on your mouth. So naturally, <laughs> you should be fucking stay, be, taking several steps away. From that Have person. you ever met anybody who's a who's a who's a real real? Uh, I mean, well, like, Papa. like you know, Papa's make, one of those guys. Making, he gets close. Spittle. He gets real close and, to and you. It, yeah, and then and they don't. I mean, I've had people who have apologized. It took them a while. It took them a couple pieces of spit later uh, to go. Oh man, I'm sorry about that. And yeah, I've but, had to look at people be like, oh, I'm saying, you know, you just hang on, you just spit on me. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's the, one of the worst moments. I mean, I love hang my kids to pieces. But the other day, my kid did it, and I and we, we were playing. And so I was tickling him, and he went and made a noise, but his spit flew out of his mouth. And I literally looked at him and said, okay, I'm done. And he looked at me like, what, 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 what are you doing? I go, and I was wiping my face because, you know, a couple of spit drops hit my face. I go, man, you just spit on me. And he looked at me like, what is wrong with this man? And I was thinking, what's wrong with you, little man? You just spit on me. You know, and Dude. so I had to tell him, you know, it's all it's when you spit on someone it's not the right thing to do it was an accident clearly i mean he was having fun and i was trying to tickle him so when i tickled him it, it just created the whole effect um but the idea that as an adult you can't get it in your mind that you have a platform and that you know i i, I understand to some extent i don't want to hear a basketball player during the basketball game you know coming at me with politics or some current event but I do want them to be able to say, I have an opinion, I'm an athlete, 
professional athlete. It's perfectly fine, yeah. But that's but that's on that side. Here's my opinion as a human being. What's wrong with that? Now, if you're telling me that that's what's influencing the game, I, I don't see it that way. I've watched a few games already, and I don't hear the sportscasters. Well, today we're going to have to talk about COVID. No, they've said, well, you know, how's COVID impacting well, the game? It that's happened today on your Chicago White Sox broadcast, by the way. Look, Phenoms, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back to finish it off. We've already gone past our, our, our number, but we're going to come right back to end the show. De la monotonía, por eso se ve escapada, sin decir nada. Todo es un proceso cuando sale la luna. La voy bien sencilla, como ella ninguna. Y cuando se viste y se maquilla, quiero olvidarse de aquel. Es un problema también. Quiere llenar el vacío con Three, two, okay, we're back. P squared, phenomenal epics. We're going to finish this off. We just went off on a good, good, phenomenal run right there. But I wanted to say this. We were talking about uh, just social distancing, right? And, and, and how these people, like, how can you be close to people when you know that it just takes like a either a flick of their hair or just like a popping of a pee. And next thing you know, they got a spit bubble coming out. But why would you want to be close to them? See, I, I know this. I can function in society without a mask, bro. I can go to the grocery store. I can go to the gym. I can go wherever and function without a mask. Why? Because I always wash my hands. Now, I've lately been wiping my hands more and more with hand sanitizer. And then, I have, you know, I don't need a mask. Because I always swallow. Before, I never used to really swallow. But now, I'm always like that. I'm always swallowing before I talk. And then, one of my things is bad breath, bro. I cannot stand the other person's bad breath. I can't stand my own bad breath. So I'm going to be on the side of you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be on the side of you while you talk. I got a buddy. I got a buddy that I'm talking to him and he constantly has bad breath. And the, the unfortunate part is I get him late in the day. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you're talking because I can't hear you, but... I, I get him late in the day and and later in the day, I guess he went through a cup of coffees and he's probably eating out a chick or two by then. I don't I don't know. <laughs> but all I know, bro, is his breath smells like what octopus would smell like. And I go to the side of him like I'm shoulder to shoulder with him. And he's like, one day he tells me, bro, why don't you just stand in front of me? And I said, bro. Your breath smells. Okay, fast forward. Next, like, ten times. Says, bro, I hate when you just come to the side of me. And I said, dude, stop trying to go in front of me. Your breath smells. Like, I've told you this time and time again. Well, you know what? You don't want to hang out. And I'm like, hold on. What? Dude, just go over there. And we'll talk like that. I don't like to yell. Dude, but your breath stinks, bro. 
and it doesn't stink like bad like you got like gingivitis it's just probably you hung you're hungry you need food and then dude for years bro for years i would carry around a snickers with me so whenever i was with him i'll carry snickers and I would be, or Reese's, or Butterfinger. Butterfinger was the best, bro. Butterfinger would, like, soak up that bad breath real quick. And I would tell him, dude, just eat this, bro. Oh, yeah, good, bro, because, you know, I haven't ate since lunchtime. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, that's the thing, though. I'm never in front. Papa, you know, he's a friend of the program. Papa's great. Again, plug his, his restaurant. The Chicago Cubs love his restaurant, by the way. Papa Cachesa, but also... He wants to be in your face. Dare, dare. You know, dare, I can't hear dare. You know, I only get in here for the left ear, not the right ear, dare. And I'm like, Papa, you need to stop going in my face. And he keeps on leaning forward, especially when he's drunk. And then, Papa, you're drunk. You need to, I can't hear you, daddy. And then it's always, huh? Huh? And I'm like, fuck, I got to figure it out. So on our phones, on your Android phone, there's an ambient sound function where it raises your surrounding. So once I told Papa, Papa, put your phone here. We put this on and I started talking to him. And then he goes, oh, I can hear you. I said, yeah, you can hear me because this motherfucker acts like an ear, ear, uh, hearing aid, which you obviously need because not only are you, you know, early onset dementia, but you also fucking can't hear and then you're spitting when you're talking, daddy. Like, I cannot. And Papa would talk like that. So, dude, I have developed this habit to be. And every time somebody comes into my area, if it's five feet, six feet, ten feet, I'm always standing back, bro. And I'm in a like a like I'm in a prone position, almost like a like a like a like an orthodox fighter, you know, and I'm kind of like linebacker ish where knees are bent just in case I need to dodge a fucking a, a fucking, you know, spitball. But the thing is, I don't need this damn mask to know how to live in society. Because trust me when I tell you this, I want nothing to do with you, lady, at the grocery store. I want nothing to do with you, lady, man, at the bar. I'm like when, look, dude, dude the other day I'm pushing around a cart at Target. I'm touching, pushing it, and it was like a little slimy in the bottom. And I go, what is this? And I'm looking at it like, okay, no mine, right? No mine. This hand, not not using it. Putting it back here. Not using this hand. So I go finish my duty. I get to the car, hand sanitizer. We're good. I mean, I don't freak out. But there was obviously some fucking Ghostbuster slime on the bottom of there. And hey. It was probably a fucking nasty-ass booger from a nasty-ass person that threw it on the bottom of their fucking cart, bro. But my point <laughs> is that we can function in society. And this is where I'm kind of like, I don't think that these people can do that. I don't think that these people can, can get back to it because of their herd mentality. This herd mentality, it's gross, dude. It's appalling. Today, I'm reading how many new cases in Chicago and, you know, COVID. They said one report had uh, 
39 no uh 300 247 new cases in Chicago for today. And in the state of Illinois had 2278. So I'm thinking to myself, so you mean to tell me 1900 people in the state of Illinois had got covid today? It's hard to believe, especially when in Chicago only 247 got it. Dude, there's something going on with these numbers. The other number, I the other number I would that was just here, jump in to tell you this that let, let me just jump in for a second to tell you about these numbers. Right, well, and again, this is opinion, right? So I don't believe the numbers are, are being manipulated. And God bless, I hope one day, you know, truth comes out and I go, whoops, I guess, I guess I was wrong. But the way I look at it is this. COVID takes whatever amount of time to incubate, be recognized. And then, you know, God forbid if you go to the hospital or don't. But the numbers matter. And whether I give too much credit to the idea that numbers matter, not so much in terms of statistics, in terms of what's reported and what's calculable, is we have some of the better numbers. Why? I pretend to think that some people are at least trying to keep themselves distant. Whether they wear a mask or not, they stay distant. And that's probably another good reason why we haven't gotten it as much. Now, will that change here as people try to force these schools to reopen and all these other things? I, I think it will. And I think it's tragic that we're pushing for that because right now, until we get a vaccine or some proven way to control it, what's the rush? What's the rush? And I get it. Economies are hurting. People are dying in terms of the rush uh, is life for that matter. The rush is life. bro. You know, sure. I, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. But, you know, it, it, it if, as long as it doesn't come crashing down. Right. So I'll let you go back to your thought. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to look at it this way. If, if we if we see a humongous crush like we did with the St. Louis Cardinals. And, 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 you know, some sports team comes down with a holy moly moment where they all got it or a majority of them got it or a lot of them got it. That doesn't you know, mean it's going to change the perspective. But it doesn't mean anything. No, I'm sure. I like if they all come it, down it, with a lot it, of it, doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean anything. anything because if they come down with it, they're still going to be fine. They're still going to be fine. Like that's there the is thing. a percent. I get it. There's a there's a percentage of, of, of belief um, and statistical value in the idea because someone was reminding me the other day. Uh, where we have this, you know, numbers again, numbers, right? Stats, 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 stats. And what that, the numbers? And that skews. The numbers say too. that there's a ninety-nine, there, there's a ninety-nine percent uh, number floating around out there of survivability. And so, when you talk about the numbers that are being reported of people who have it, and we only hear the number of death, I've seen it the other way. I have listened to the governor, and they do talk about the number of people who've gotten it, the number of cases that have been diagnosed. And the number of people who are surviving. I'm not saying that it's this is the ultimate. Like, you know, you pointed out the other day in a conversation that, uh, and, and yet again, here we are talking about COVID. But you want to see, for you to believe, and it's how I heard you saying it, right? And it's not exactly paraphrasing here what you said. But in order for you to look at this as a, a pandemic, you want to open your door or open your window and see, like, it being an apocalypse of zombies. You know, people just coughing everywhere and boom, blood flying out. And bam, that's what, that's what we were told. Right Right. That's what you want to see. In no, but that's what we were it, told. Like, okay, pandemic level has to be this. That's what we were told, bro. It's not what I want to see. I'm not like the media <laughs> that wants to see all the civil war regarding police versus Black Lives Matter and protesters. I'm not that. I don't want to see that. 
But this is what we were told. Remember the videos and the and the pictures and all this stuff of bodies of mass graves being built, bro. Remember that. All right. Well, I get. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you back. Get back on your other point. Because uh, okay. I mean, at some point. So this is the thing. We're, we're going to turn into the COVID. Show. No, 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 no. We're not talking into COVID. We talked about if it changed my life, and that's what we're talking about. The thing is, it, the numbers. And I was finishing up with the numbers. CDC says there's 182,000 people. This was September 14th. But uh, MS, M, uh, NBC announced 200,000 has passed. Or the number is 200,000. And that was September 23rd. September 22nd. So I'm thinking to myself, in 10 days. In 10 days. We've gotten 18,000 people to die. It doesn't make any sense, bro. There's something going on with these numbers. And I think there's something going on with these deaths. Now, we just heard today, uh, Governor Cuomo, your boy, your boy's brother, your boy Chris Cuomo's brother. He comes out and says he's ne- he's not going to trust what what the federal government is going to say anything about the vaccines. We're going to run our own peer review. What? When have you heard that? New York is treating themselves like their own country, bro. Like their own country. They're going to do their own peer review on vaccines. And if it's good enough, they're going to run it. And if it's not good enough, they won't run it. Even if the federal governor says, we got a vaccine. I mean, even the federal uh, government says, we got a vaccine. He's going to say, no, 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 no. Here's, here's why, again, he's my boy. He's coming over later on for dinner uh, on his jet. But the idea that you had someone in a position who was hyping up uh, hydroxychloroquine and wouldn't stop talking about the effect for what what gain did he have there you right, know and so right. you gotta i mean if you're gonna ask the questions as to why you wouldn't believe it i wouldn't be, i don't unfortunately uh want to say this but i i have had a a general uh distrust for government my whole life yeah but I that's agree just it's not it's not the system that i distrust it's the people who get in power yeah and so you know when people criticize obama clinton bush uh, Jimmy Carter, Reagan, all these people have one thing in common. We're all human. We're all human beings. Yeah, no, and right. there, there's still some kind of self-motivating interest that is getting you to say hydroxychloroquine all over the all over the airwaves. And then people run out in droves to buy it. So did he make a profit from it? Right. You know, and you get you right. look at another another industry right now that's that booming is as always during these pandemics and during these moments, is weaponry. And ammunition. There's yeah. a shortage of weaponry. There's a shortage of ammunition. There's a great demand for things right now. Yeah. For what? You know, yeah. and so you got to ask yourself, if you're asking yourself about these numbers, okay, then what's the drive? So I don't, I don't blame Cuomo. And like I said, when we have dinner later on, I'll tell him that you were talking good about him. But, you know, the reality for me is, why not? Why not do your own due diligence? No, no, I was giving him props for that. We have a government that's messed it up. I know you have. I was giving him props for that, but he's being fucked up. I'm just being sarcastic with you. Yeah, no, but he's messed up several times. He's messed up several times because he thought he had the answers. And, and again, that's where it comes down to. Cuomo now just put people in the positions because he didn't have that in his administration before. He didn't have that in, the, in his administration. Uh, he didn't have people. He was very similar to what President Trump does with his uh, cabinet. It's very similar to that. But overall, overall, and um, I, I'll leave it at this. 
I feel like we're not going to get back to normal or we're not going to get a sense of normalcy for a while. And this stuff has to stop. The stuff of, oh, you know what? You got to wear a mask to protect others. No, you don't. You wear a mask to protect yourself. The, the, the medical professionals in the hospital don't wear a mask to protect patients. They wear a mask to protect themselves. Like you said, when you're on the airplane, you put the mask on first because you need to protect yourself. If the pressure went down, you put the mask on first and then you can help others. I mean, that's the way that's the way you need to do. You need to take care of yourself first and then you can take care of everything else. And, 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 and when I mentioned about how money doesn't really matter to me, but, but I understand capitalism. Michael Moore made a movie called Capitalism. I felt like I've watched it, but I'm re-watching it again. Dude, he couldn't be more correct about this stuff, about what capitalism has done. Now, he treats capitalism as a devil. I don't, but I know it's the root of evils. And like when our other guests back in a uh, couple episodes ago said, uh, it's not the capitalism, it's the greed from the cap or the people taking advantage of the capitalism. Uh, abusing capitalism is the problem. But but again, that's what we come down to, bro. I do think that this got everything to do with capitalism. And that's what it comes down to. And now the rest of the world, the rest of the world is kind of falling into that. I just learned that Angela Merkel, the prime minister of Germany, is a quantum physics engineer. She's got a doctor in quantum physics. That's astonishing stuff. Germany has already pretty much isolated themselves. I mean, they've had a couple of cases rise back and forth, but they got it down packed over there. They got it down packed. And 4,000 dead, they got less than the state of Illinois that's passed from this. And even in my MedCram on my YouTube channel that I, that I follow, they, they've said... They've said it, MedCram. There's no death certificate that is COVID-caused death. COVID leads to pneumonia. COVID leads to some kind of thing in the blood, in, a, in, in uh, some kind of disease in the blood. COVID leads to something that leads to death. It's not the primary reason for the death. But that doesn't get mentioned anywhere. And that's one of the things that, Look, until we understand, look, they say that kids, people 15 and under have to worry about the flu more than COVID. People 50 and over, 55 and over, have to worry about COVID more than the flu. People in the middle need to just get themselves heft, uh, healthy because the flu could be more dangerous to some COVID could be more dangerous to some. Bro, 55 and under, 55 and under in this country, according to the CDC, has had 15,000 deaths. It's time to move on, bro. It's time to move on. And that's all I'm saying. And Well, on that note, that's a wrap. There you go, bro. <laughs> there you go. Well... And that's how it goes for us today. Phenomenal Epics, PE Squared. We're trying some new things. Silvio's got some new equipment. I'm in a new studio or room office. 
and uh, we'll do some editing and make sure we sound the way we sound to be able to get you the show that you deserve. And yes, this is our platform. We try to entertain, but at the same time, we just want you to get out there and learn for yourself. Make your own decisions and come up and hit us up with your opinions if you have any. You know, and thanks for listening again. P squared phenomenal epics. Silvio, anything anything else to say? No, I you know, I can't say it any better than that. Tune in, stay tuned, keep giving us the love, make those comments. Uh and we, we hope you, you come on back. Tell a friend. Sounds good. All right, check you out later. <laughs>